You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Oz Network as we come to you for a special episode today in the midst of DC month. We're still a month away from Star Wars month, but that doesn't matter. We're still going to talk about Star Wars because it's the one film franchise that interrupts any other month because it's fucking Star Wars. Uh, the second uh, trailer for the upcoming Star Wars release, Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, has been released this week. And as of always, that does whenever a Star Wars trailer is released, it gets the fanboys and girls speculating and talking and gushing and throwing shit at their screen and wondering why the hell there's weird little penguin things on their screen and little dog bits and why is Captain Phasma actually doing stuff for one reason and Luke Skywalker said more stuff in this trailer than he did in the last movie completely. But we're going to talk all about that and everything else in between. My name is Ben and seriously, what the fuck is that penguin thing? I was going to say, my name is Colin, and... Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, like, we, we have, when we do these episodes, like, our little things, we put a Skype picture up of something <laughs> that we find funny or fascinating, or there's boobs or bottoms or I don't know, whatever, and I literally put up... What is it, a pog? Is this what they're called? Porg. Porg. Of course, it's a porg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which... Is this like the one thing that everyone's talking about the most? Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which I can't wait to talk about because seriously, what is it? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, yeah. This this trailer is. I mean, it's amazing. Let's be honest. We're not here. We're we're not those people who rip into it again. We want to have listeners uh, going forward, heading into Star Wars month, and uh, you know, we realise that we've crossed paths with Survivor fans and. DC fans and haven't quite matched the Lost fans yet because we haven't released any of our Lost episodes yet, but we're scared. Uh, but <laughs> the ones that you've all got to be scared of are the, the kings and queens of the fan community of geeks, that is the Star Wars fan community. Uh, I mean, I guess initial impressions. I mean, this this obviously was epic. I mean, any Star Wars trailer release now is epic. They, I have to say that they still hold a candle, I think, to a lot of these film trailers out there. Uh, I mean, in a week when we got a Justice League trailer as well, and for some reason in DC month we're not analysing the Justice League trailer as well. But, um, I mean, this trailer just, it's goosebump inducing. It's, it's amazing. I mean, Colin, how many times have you watched this trailer so far? Oh, I I don't even know if I could count. I mean, it was seven times before I went to bed that night. And I went to bed probably about 20 minutes after it aired. So I just watched it nonstop before going to bed several times the next day, a few times since then. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm in the dozens at this point. The dozens. The do- and it's probably about as many times as you will see it in the movies, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and you've already sent me a fantastic article that apparently exists. Uh, 69 pork photoshops that will haunt your dreams in the most adorable way possible. Uh, which, yeah, these are... <laughs> the Trump one is the best. <laughs> I haven't quite got to the Trump one yet, but... Uh, oh, yes, there it is. Uh, <laughs> looking at the sky with Melania or whatever her name is. Um, there's a Jaws. They've replaced a shark with pork. <laughs> it's... It, uh, um, Al yeah. Porgino, Porg Face, <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> a Porg is Casper Van Dien in Starship Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> Porg in Psycho, Whack a Porg. Uh, <laughs> a Porg and Chewy on the bow of the Titanic. <laughs> 
Groundhog Day, Pog instead of the Groundhog. Um, yes, there is Pork and the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> to you, a better movie than the actual Titanic. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. This is um, <laughs> oh, the, the famous photo. <laughs> the one of Osama Bin Laden's uh, capture with Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama <laughs> in the control room. <laughs> There's Pork in the corner. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why this one's so funny, but just a pork's face photoshopped on Gerard Butler's body in the three hundred. Like you've not lived until you've seen that. Oh, uh, Porgnado. Uh, <laughs> Porg is ET with uh, Donald Trump as ET instead of uh, Porg is Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Packet of twelve eggs, but they're Porgs. Uh, <laughs> This is our episode today. No trailer talk. <laughs> this is seriously better than the uh, the reaction of Paul. <laughs> Paul is brave heart. Pork heart. Uh- <laughs> oh my god! This is this is brilliant. Uh, anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so we are here to talk about the trailer, as we said. Sorry, I'm getting distracted by Paul. But I guess kind of, I mean, we'll just go through the reactions of it and kind of go through in terms of, you know, some of the key scenes are talking points, not just the Porg. Uh, we've got some pretty interesting stuff, obviously, in this one. But, uh, I mean, you said you've watched it in the dozens. Uh, is this all general positive vibes? Every time you watch this, does a little bit of extra wee come out? Does Jamie have to wash your pants a little bit more? I mean, we've established this a lot with the James Bond love back in the day of our Spectre yeah. analysis. Is this, is this still wee-inducing? Yeah, I mean, they debuted it on Monday Night Football, and I I didn't want to sit there watching it. I figured, well, it's going to be late in the show, so I just recorded it. And then they released the tickets online, and I I wanted to wait for that to happen. So it was probably about an hour before the trailer came out. Then I saw when it was coming out. So I just waited to watch it live. And as soon as it came on, I jumped up out of my chair, and I basically stood (laughs) about like three feet from the TV, leaning forward, watching it, not even realizing that's what I was doing. And then after the trailer is finished, I told Jamie, come here, you got to watch this now because she was busy doing something. And she comes and she sits down. And I stand up again and I stand in front of the TV leaning in towards it. She said, sit down, you moron. What are you doing? <laughs> you should have turned around like, Jamie, this is what you do when Henry Cavill comes on screen shirtless, yeah, all right? exactly. <laughs> I didn't even realize that I was acting like a fangirl, you know? But, you know, it was... Yeah, it was very exciting, and uh, I mean, it's. I, I really don't have anything bad to say about the trailer. The only bad things I'm going to have to say are on people kind of overanalyzing and speculating too much for what I think is clearly a trailer meant to mislead you. And oh yeah, th- that makes me more excited about the movie because I know they're not giving anything away, even if everybody thinks they're giving some away. They really aren't. Well, this is. I mean, I guess what the main one to go with is uh, well, clearly Ray's turning to the dark side. Uh, so shall we just talk about that right now? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean that's obviously well, it is it obviously <laughs> they're trying to mislead you. I mean, this is, this is the thing, Colin. Maybe they're trying to mislead you into believing that she doesn't really join the dark side, but she really does join the dark side to completely <laughs> mislead you. So I mean, look, you know, you got to think about it that way as well. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, obviously, I mean, that's the closing scene. But uh, I, I think yeah. kind of we're not necessarily going to go over this. Seen by seen, but we sort of can. But I mean, I, I guess a lot of these reaction episodes are going to be, oh, in the first scene, there's somebody standing at a window. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what does that mean, Colin? Uh, <laughs> um, lots of windows, lots of open windows. I mean, what 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 are the main points to you though in this trailer? I mean, kind of again, we'll oh. go over some of the bits. But I mean, obviously, as I, I joke about the fact that at the end it sort of closes off. 
uh, you know, I need someone to show me uh, your penis. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> dong is the word. Here we go. We're back on the dongs. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, probably that's our our main point just at the end. We, we're seeing, uh, you know, Ray more with Luke and Luke's kind of line there as well, which I guess a lot of people are talking about, about, you know, I've seen this once before, you know, this power and... I guess we're kind of assuming he's implying Kylo Ren, of course, because we kind of get that cut to the hand in the fire, and there's that building burning again that we talked about in the first trailer and kind of what that means. And through that, we've got the bloody Porg, which, uh, <laughs> you know... I mean, this, this trailer actually does do a, a fairly decent job in introducing us to, obviously, some some new... Not really characters, but, I guess, new creatures in the style. Yeah, environments, yeah. thank you. Um, you know, we've got these weird, like, what are they, dog things? Like hyenas? Mm-hmm. The, I mean, what are, have they got a name yet? They look like wolves with icicles growing out of their back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they've got a name. I'm probably sure they've got a Wikipedia article of about 100 pages already, uh, knowing the Star Wars community. Uh, we obviously get a bit we'll more... We'll just call him Adam for now. Adam, uh, yes, he's Ice Adams. Uh, we get more of um, Snoke, of course. We've got a little bit of uh, Kylo Ren's kind of line about forgetting the past. And uh, we get this great shot of Leia uh, on the ship, too, and kind of implying that he's about to blow up Leia. He's already killed one father, uh, one parent, I should say. Uh, not that Leia's a father. Um, I mean, she could be. I mean, it's 2017 now. Uh, <laughs> but... I'm just I'm just rushing through the main points here. I'm not trying to get through this whole thing in this space, but we'll talk about obviously these as much as we can. Poe gets uh, some lines in the trailer, as I said, Captain Phasma. You get to see her. You get this really cool close up of Snoke, which um, it looks looks amazing. Um, yeah. And we also get just some random things that I really enjoyed too. The the shot of the the Imperial Walkers. Um, and I mean the just Chewy before we get the freaking Porg. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, even Luke, just sort of more Luke, because uh, oh. like we're both Luke fanboys. You, I think, a lot so more so than me. And again, Mark Hamill looking amazing. Um, yeah, I've just that, that's a trailer. That's our discussion done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, end of episode. End of episode. I, I mean, he, yeah. Here's the interesting thing: is that if you really break down the trailer. Yeah, you get little bits and pieces here and there, but the trailer is showing you three things, and it's probably not necessarily three things, just three small scenes of the movie. There's the scenes of Luke being afraid of Rey or Kylo Ren or whatever it is. You have the scenes with Kylo Ren and Leia, which is very small, but it's implying something to happen in the movie. And then you have the whole thing with Rey turning, you know, with both Snoke and Kylo Ren at the end. And it's just those three things in the trailer. But yet at the same time, like I said at the beginning, I don't think that this is really telling us what's happening in the movie. I mean, especially with the Kylo Ren thing, you know, with the the whole Luke being afraid, they're clearly referencing several scenes. And they all are obviously taking place early in the movie because they're all on the same planet. Yeah. And there's no way we stay on this planet the entire movie. Uh, I don't think Star Wars has ever stayed in one environment for even more than one act of a movie, let alone, you know, entire movie that's a lot of scenes with the Leia thing. I mean, that that's something you could, and I'm not even saying this is what they did, but it's something you could very easily have edited around. You know, it could have been a completely unrelated shot of Kylo Ren trying to shoot a porg that's floating <laughs> off in a space. Oh, please and then a be. shot of Leia. Yeah. And Leia's <laughs> looking out the window, you know, and, and she's just got acid indigestion and is feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> and they pair these two scenes together and they're like, Kylo Ren's going to kill his mother. You know? <laughs> There's a whole plot line to Leia. Will she get uh, decongestions in time? 
Han was the one that looked after them. Where did he leave them before he died? (laughs) Spoiler alert, Han Solo's dead. Uh. (laughs) Even the uh, the Ray scene, I mean, that could be a lot of editing, but it also, the fact that people are flipping out of this, oh, this is about Ray turning the dark side. Name one Star Wars movie where somebody wasn't tempted to turn the dark side. Empire Strikes Back. If the trailer had just ended with, come with me and I will, you know, uh, together we will rule the galaxy, leave out the father and son, and Luke's just looking at him. It's like, Luke's going to turn to the dark side. You can do the same thing in Return of the Jedi. I mean, even Obi-Wan, there's that one scene in Attack of the Clones where Dooku's like, join me and together we'll destroy the Sith. Every single movie has that moment. This isn't implying anything's going to happen in the movie. It's just made to get you excited. Still disappointed that Jar Jar wasn't offered. Uh, I mean, he could be Snoke. Who knows? Yeah, Um, there's still a possibility. Still, Jar Jar could be brought back. It's everybody's nightmares. Um, Yeah, I mean, you're right. And look, I'm sure at the time of recording this that it hasn't been done. It will be done. Somebody's going to re-edit the original trailers in Last Jedi form. They, they did it with Force Awakens. That you know, it's what the fan boys and girls do, uh, which is fantastic. They like, they like. Oh, imagine if you know Empire Strikes Back was edited in the same style as the, this new great trailer. If you know what I mean. So, uh, and I'm sure that they will do that exactly as you said. They'll be the seed of like, join me. You know, I was about to say, come with me if you want to live. That's a different franchise. <laughs> <laughs> always back to Arnold somewhere. Um, but yeah. and But I mean, like, in all seriousness, though, like, I joked about that before. Like, maybe they're throwing that in for us to think, oh, she's not going to turn to the dark side. <laughs> Only for us to be like, holy fuck, she turned to the dark side. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess because I think a lot of people are anticipating, aren't they, that, you know, you're going to have the big Luke, I am your father moment in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's generally what the middle one does. The middle... The middle chapter is kind of a little bit dark the middle chapter has a big reveal in it i mean you know luke i'm your father as opposed to i don't like sand it's coarse rough and everywhere i mean (laughs) was that our big secret in episode two (laughs) yeah just the the biggest shockers jawbreakers (laughs) that was in the movie history biggest plot like twists in the history of movies (laughs) luke i am your father uh and anakin skywalker doesn't like sand sand. i mean who would have (laughs) thought I thought he was a fan of it, and he he wasn't, which shocked me. It still does. Um, God, that comes up in every episode we ever do. It should. Yeah. Because it's... That and dogs. <laughs> Can we just, like, anticipate when we eventually do Attack of the Clones? We're just going to spend, like, an hour analysing <laughs> the sad scene. <laughs> the only podcast to ever do that. Our Titanic episode was in two parts. Our Attack of the Clones one will be, like, eight parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... I mean, shall we just, I mean, let's talk about the sort of the new elements, though. I mean, I'll, I'll come back to kind of some of those, the, the plot bits that you've talked about, because, yeah, I agree with you, it's sort of done in three points. I mean, I think just to talk about the new bits straight away, because they're the ones that always get the fan people, you know, talking. I mean, seriously, this Porg, um, I mean, we look, we shouldn't be too negative, I guess. I don't know if you're going to be negative or not, um, but... I mean, as always, Star Wars generally are films targeted at children for the most part. That's generally what George Lucas always said. Um, and I guess kind of Disney has these now, so they've got to have that element. I mean, it's there's always got to be these new things introduced, I guess, in each of the movies to sort of appeal to a younger audience, but even not necessarily a younger audience. I mean, um, I, I know for a fact that through uh, Force Awakens that I, I know a lot of, say, female friends of mine who really liked BB-8, um, so, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's got to appeal to a wide variety of 
audiences. Do you have a viewpoint on Porg and what the hell this penguin-looking thing is and what its purpose is and why the hell... Like, is this Han Solo's version of a Force ghost? Like, you know, non, non-Jedis in the Star Wars world who we want to see again come back as Porgs? It's, it's basically Han's spirit animal as a yeah. Porg. Yeah. Uh, we never knew it until now. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I don't mind them. There are people who are going to be like, oh, no, it's the new Jar Jar. And i got to be honest, like, I didn't hate Jar Jar. Jar Jar is And like, there we go. The We've greatest... lost our audience again. Uh... Well, like, here's the thing. It's, it's a different type of movie. And for what it was. I know. You know I know. I'm joking. Using moments. <laughs> and the same thing with Ewoks. I mean, they, they had their place. And just because, you know, Empire Strikes Back is so dark. Like, the greatest thing about Star Wars is that every movie is different. Well, what I like about the Porgs, particularly in this, is that. We're being led to believe this is a very dark movie. And yet, just that one moment with Chewie and the Porgs, it kind of makes you laugh and it just breaks up, you know, the dark tone and it lightens it a little bit. I don't know if they're going to be like funny creatures or these going to be like the groundhogs in uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or something. (laughs) uh, Just sort of there popping up in the background. But I felt it helped in the trailer because I didn't feel like I wanted to kill myself, you know, finishing (laughs) watching it. It was... Oh, those things are nice. They're funny. They're cute. I will say before this trailer came out, I think it was, what day? Was it Monday? Came out. So on Saturday, um, we were uh, in the store and we were walking through the toy department. And I saw the toys of these already out. Oh, wow. And I handed it to our baby Casper and he, you press the belly and it does the same thing. It opens its mouth and it flaps its wings. It goes, ah, ah. <laughs> he loved this thing. And like, I've tried to show him Star Wars even over the weekend. They had a marathon on TV. He would watch it for three seconds and then turn away. Like, nothing caught his interest. But these Porgs, he loved them. So, if nothing else, I'm going to use and abuse these Porgs to get my infant son into Star Wars. And, like, I agree with you in terms of the fact that every Star Wars film is different. I mean, like, you know, your opinion on... I mean, look, I don't... I'm probably the same with you. I don't necessarily hate Jar Jar as much as I should. I mean, he's annoying as fuck, but, like, I, you know... Anyway, that's, uh, that's... I mean, so is Luke in A New Hope, but you love Luke for it. <laughs> He's not as racist, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> not, okay, we'll have a good arguments on that when we get to it. Charge is not racist. I know, I just try to appeal to the fan community to stay on target, stay on target, stay on... Um, <laughs> see, I love the Ewoks. There's my dark secret yeah. in Star Wars. Because Return of the Jedi is my favourite of all the films. So, And I, I've never gotten the hate towards Ewoks. I think the Ewoks yeah. serve a purpose. There we go. We've lost everyone. Thanks for listening to the Oz Network. It's been great. <laughs> Enjoyed the Star Wars fans for the five minutes of this episode. Look forward to Star Wars Month coming soon. Um, <laughs> We're recovering Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, we are too, actually. Shit. Um, <laughs> the long-anticipated Jar Jar spin-off is also um, <laughs> coming soon. But yeah, like, I mean, I agree. Like, I mean, that's, I think that's, you summed it up there. Like, when Casper sees his toy. Like, as I was saying, like, uh, you know, one in particular, you know, ex in my life who I guess, you know, she necessarily wasn't the biggest Star Wars fan, but she sees it and just is obsessed with BB-8. Like, she's buying BB-8 t-shirts. She just loves the shit out of BB-8. And to me, BB-8 was kind of like, yeah, you know, cool. <laughs> but, like, I was not a huge BB-8 fanboy. So, you know, it's 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 appealing to people. It's like, you're, it's like a character. You're going to, you know, go towards uh, Luke, or you're going to love Ray, or you're going to love Poe, or you're going to love... Does anybody really love Poe? Like, even the moment, like, uh, I love Oscar Finn? Isaac as an... <laughs> I love Oscar Isaac as an actor, um, but, like, I mean, he was so... I'm not even going to say bad. He was just... He was barely there in Force Awakens, 
So when they showed him in the trailer, I'm like, oh, he's still in these movies. That's right. Well, I mean, it's like Phasma, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, look, I mean, Poe was there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still shipping Poe and Finn as a couple. You know, we're in a modern world now, so uh, I'm all for for you know, foe or pin. Uh, I don't pin. know. I don't know what they're calling them. Um, but. Yeah, like, I mean, okay, everybody likes a character except for Poe. No one likes Poe. Uh, <laughs> who's my favourite Teletubby, by the way? I like Poe, the red one. Um, I don't know where I was going with that point, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's got to <laughs> appeal to different people. Uh, and, like, so do, do these Snow Adams have any name yet? Do you know of? or? Um... Uh, I'm sure we could find it. Like, I'm trying really hard to avoid spoilers because I don't want like the the things that are real to be spoiled for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that they're going to be on a couple of different planets. I don't know. It, it looks like it's in the snow, which is different from the other planets we see in both of the trailers. So I'm kind of confused by them. I don't really know anything about them. Um, we should also mention uh, alongside of the trailer, a new poster came out as well, which is amazing oh, yeah. looking too. And that's kind of had a few people talking because there's a, a new droid on there, if I'm not mistaken, um, which I did read had a name of course again everything in star wars has a name um but yeah i i can i just point out a fantastically stupid article i saw during the week our beloved news.com today you were in this country had an article uh and it was the headline was the hidden character in the new star wars poster so like, oh cool. you know darth vader or yeah where somebody's drawn a fucking darth vader mask over it trying to yeah. you know show that i'm like I could do that with any poster. Like, fuck you. That is ridiculous. <laughs> you know what, though? There is, there is, okay, it's, it's, there's one spot where you can really see where maybe they were going for this, which is if you look just to the left and the right of Luke's beard, <laughs> it's clearly supposed to be, I don't know, it's not even like his shoulders. It's just a weird lighting effect, and it looks like Darth Vader's eyes. So I can kind of see where they're going with this. What's even more funny, though, is if you look up Jar Jar hidden in this poster, oh, people look at it upside down and they see Jar Jar. Oh, wow. So, like, clearly Darth Vader and Jar Jar are having cameos in this movie. Yeah. Um, which, can I can I be weird and say that I would kind of be semi-excited for a Jar Jar cameo just because... Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, this is, I think, what we've talked about before. I think we talked about in our first uh, trailer reaction one. And I know Noah and I talked about it a couple of years ago in our Survivor Oz episode we did for the um, Force Awakens, is that... I think we've all grown more of appreciation for the prequels. Uh, they're our generation's movie. And, like, to me, uh, the Force Awakens sort of try to completely erase the fact that these exist. So if they have any form of connection to the prequels in this movie, I'm going to fangasm my shit everywhere. Well, it's funny you said that because Ryan Johnson, the director, when he was first hired, one of the first things he did was went on Twitter and started defending the prequels. And he's talked a lot about how... You know, the prequels are misunderstood and everything. And uh, I guess bringing some of like the, the philosophies that George Lucas had and shining a light on those. He's a big defender of the prequels himself. Um, and I think the other thing to note is that, you know, people say, well, The Force Awakens is like, you know, washing Star Wars clean of the prequels. But it takes place like 60 years later. I mean, there's only so many ties you can have to the story that happened before the story that you're telling now. True. I mean, we're talking like two movie series ago. When you look at Rogue One, Rogue One had a ton of ties to the prequels, including like battle droids and, you know, even reusing actors like Mon Mothma and you know, Darth Vader being on the planet. Um, I, I like when they do stuff like that because it ties it all together. You know, whether the prequels are your favorite movie or not, the argument I've always made to people is if, if 
episodes four, five, and six had never existed, we all be talking about Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. Like it was the most innovative thing we've seen in decades. The one thing that was always the rumor too, which again, like it's never been completely denied. I don't think it has, at least anyway, you might be able to tell me was, you know, that there might be the Hayden Christensen cameo sort of as a force ghost or something. And, you know, that Obi-Wan uh, and Ewan McGregor might, because I mean, he technically was in Force Awakens. Uh, he did provide yeah. a voiceover for that flashback scene. So, and uh, has his own spinoff movie coming soon. Which I think has finally been confirmed, hasn't it? So, um, mm. you know, things like that. But yeah, that's, that's another another discussion for another day. Um, but so yeah, we're, obviously we've got the Porg, we've got the weird Adam Dog thing. Um, I mean the, the locations, like as you were saying, like in terms of kind of a, you know, obviously Star Wars, it's different planets and all that sort of stuff. But can I just like the the whole Luke and Ray stuff? Can I like we talked? I remember in the first one about the bookshelf. Which we kind of get a yeah. bit of <laughs> Luke's library. <laughs> Luke's library. We get another bit of shot of that. We get some great epic shots of sort of of this planet uh, and kind of you know obviously the seemingly training of Ray scenes. Um, and, you know Luke's beard, which looks fantastic. Um, but like Luke, obviously to me looks very. And I guess this is the point of Luke. He looks very scared. He looks very, yeah. you know, like he's not willing to help here. Obviously, Ray's being nice and return his lightsaber. That's a good thing. Um, you know, here, Dad, here's your lightsaber. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I'm just, you know, whatever. Uh, but, I mean, it's... I do kind of like what they're, I mean, maybe kind of going with this direction. Because, like, in the first trailer, it was just kind of, you know, old wisdom Luke. You know, like, kind of his voiceover and obviously, like, a bit of a training sort of Yoda figure. But this time around, we're really getting that sense of fear. You know, we're getting, finally, that sort of... That, that take of... Clearly, he's had to go into hiding because something really got fucked up with Kylo Ren. So, we're seeing that fear in his eyes. Like, just, just the, what, the two, three shots of Mark Hamill we get. Just the fear in his eyes. Like, I mean, God, I'm looking forward to just seeing how well he he does with this. Because I remember one of, um, it might have been the director, who said about, around about when the Oscars were on earlier this year, that, like, Mark Hamill should be nominated for an Oscar for, for The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and the training scenes look epic, like, Ray looks amazing with the lightsaber, there's that scene where she kind of, like, goes to swing the lightsaber and just stops just before the, uh, the cliff, um, the bit where she's kind of, like, in the water or whatever it is, um... I mean, it looks amazing. I don't know, kind of just sort of going on the, the three-part act that you are sort of mentioning before. Uh, have you got much to say sort of on all the Luke and Ray scenes here? Yeah, well, I think maybe because we didn't see anything of Luke, which is part of what made The Force Awakens interesting, uh, because we never saw him, we don't really know where he's coming from, and we're just making assumptions. And the assumption this whole time is, you know, when Kylo Ren turned, Luke just abandoned everybody – and then we have this weird subplot where, you know, Rey obviously had some ties to this Jedi temple when it was destroyed, and she was left. And as I talked about in our first episode, it's impossible for Luke to be her parent. I know you were joking, but I just have to reinforce it because people are going to be on and on. It's impossible for Luke to be a parent. A, his father turned to the dark side because he got married and had children. Why would Luke make the same mistake? And second of all, uh, when Maz is talking to Rey... She says, you know, those who left you, they're not coming back. And then she refers to somebody else who could come back for her. And they're referring to Luke. We all know Um, Luke's a virgin, everybody. Let's be honest. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Although, yeah, I don't know. Was Obi-Wan a virgin? Well. (laughs) Obi-Wan got around. Him and Luke. Um, I mean... <laughs> oh, let's not go there. <laughs> oh, but, why not, Colin Hilding? Why can't they be gay with each other? What's wrong with that? <laughs> I don't know, they're about 50 years apart in age. So? 
So Madonna and everyone. Uh, I don't know. That's a bad reference point. Move Luke on. Was a minor when they knew each other. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Tasmania, right? It's okay there. Yeah, it's um, fine. It's it's all good. <laughs> but the assumption is, you know, Luke was kind of. I don't know, jaded by this. And this is the way I walk away from Force Awakens, especially when Ray shows up and he kind of has this look like, you know, who are you? And he's like, oh, oh, I remember now. Uh, it almost leaves you the impression that, like, Luke was, uh, I don't know, maybe ashamed or that he was a failure because everything fell apart and his best people turned on him. With this, it seems different. That's why I like those moments where Ray's testing her powers and the ground's shaking yeah. and Luke just has this look on his face. Like Mark Hamill can emote without saying a word so well. I remember when we got out of The Force Awakens, my brother who's spent years taking knocks at Mark Hamill is I've spent years defending Mark Hamill. And he's like, that was the best acting Mark Hamill ever did. And I was getting ready to like slap him and he goes, and that was not an insult. It's like, that was incredible what he did just with a few expressions. The looks he gives tells you the whole story and it's fear, but it's fear because there's something that you can't control, like something that he was never prepared for, you know? It's not, I wasn't trained for this because I'm not as good of a Jedi as Yoda or Obi-Wan was. It's like, I'm arguably better, but they never encountered something this powerful. And when he refers to it as like raw power, that's what makes it more interesting because it's almost like no Jedi has ever existed that just can do these things without training. And that goes back to why can Rey just suddenly do all these things? You know, maybe she had some training as a child and her memories wiped, but she was still a child at that time. And it's what Luke's saying here. It's like, it's raw power. And that's raw, what scares raw me. Power. It scare me. It didn't scare me. Raw, raw power. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he says, it didn't scare me then, it does now. But yet, it's not like a cowering Luke. That's what I love so much about it. It's like, Luke is in like being really firm you know, this is not happening. You know, I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that you never get trained and that you never, you know, reach your full potential. Yeah, and there's one scene I just keep watching here is um, it's the one where sort of Luke's, the ground's breaking and Luke's kind of got that f- yeah. look on his face and you kind of, if you freeze frame, you can see Ray kind of like, she's got her eyes closed there. She's obviously focusing and, you know, doing the whole force thing. But um, that she just let rip a massive fart or something like that. <laughs> Looks like holy crap. Oh, I'm going to watch crap. that scene again in that context. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I think we did talk a little bit about it in our first one, but, I mean, it's, it's kind of has always been the notion in sort of the Star Wars universe about sort of the chosen one, hasn't it, as well? Like, you know, obviously we had that with uh, Anakin. You, you were the chosen one! Um, and then kind of, you know, Luke, and then there is another, and, you know, Leia, and now kind of it's, what, switching focus to is it Ray and stuff like this. I mean, it's kind of just the, the common ongoing theme. And it's kind of like, yeah, I agree with everything that you said there, like with Luke and just kind of how it's it's obviously a point where this is just somebody so unique with the Force. Um, and it's just it's just going to be fascinating to see this. And, I mean, my, my viewpoint of this, and I think kind of probably – it's not I'm just not unique in thinking this, but like the first kind of act with, with Luke and, and Ray is gonna be on this island, we're gonna have, Oh, you know, why did you come here? I can't train you, but you need to train me. I've we've been looking for you and it's kind of gonna be, you know, Luke and Yoda sort of from Empire Strikes Back and no doubt she'll have to bugger like off. Mark be- Hamill Mark, Mark Hamill riding on Daisy Ridley's back. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> her going into a forest and chopping her own head off. Um <laughs> <laughs> a spaceship falling in the water, R2-D2. Um, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it's it's going to be... I mean, obviously, everything's going to be interesting to see kind of how it plays out. But, like, I think as we kind of established in our first one, I think, you know, for the most part, like, this is 
pretty much going to pick up dead on where the first uh, Force Awakens left off. So it's kind of going to be... And we see the next shot. Yeah, we do. So, I mean, that... It ends with her extending the lightsaber and Luke's looking, and then we see the shot in this trailer of Luke taking the lightsaber. And that's... literally the next second. That's never happened before, has it? Not except when Rogue One to to A New Hope, obviously. But... It's... uh... um... Yeah, I mean, that's like 10 minutes. But even if you look at the episodes, I think the closest gap between them is Empire Strikes Back to Return of the Jedi. And that's at least six months from what I understand. Because what, it's, is it three years between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, it's like three years between those. And then Phantom Menace to Attack of the Clones, obviously 10 years. And then Attack of the Clones to Revenge of the Sith is supposed to be another three. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, so obviously the, the Kylo Ren stuff with Snoke, um, Leia... Can we just say Carrie Fisher looks amazing, um, and it's it's, yeah. it's 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 obviously it's you can't escape the fact that it's sad. We know she's no longer with us, and we obviously went over in our first one kind of what they're going to do with her, and I think it's kind of all being but confirmed that they're going to wrap her story up in this film. Um, so which is again is always going to be the case of what if what would happen, you know, episode nine, all this sort of stuff will long be debated for many years, but um. You know, I've obviously got Kylo, and he's got this weird, like, would you say it's a scar, or is it just like a marking paint on his face? Like, what well, do you think that black streak scar, is? Yeah, like, he had the scar in uh, the end of Force Awakens. Which, by the way, if you look up the Force Awakens to this, they changed the position of the scar considerably, which uh, I heard Ryan Johnson talk about it was because the position they had in Force Awakens just looked unnatural when they put a scar on his face, as opposed to just this massive cut. Uh, but... It heals throughout the movie. I think whatever is in there, it's something you know that that you know heals the cut quicker because the shot where he's and this ties into the whole Leia thing when he's on the ship and they're implying he's gonna you know fire at Leia. The cut seems to be healed above his eye, but on his cheek, there's that weird black stuff in it. Yeah. But then at the end of the trailer, when he's talking to Ray, it's completely healed. So whatever that is in there, it's you know some weird healing agent just be war paint he's cool so you know like get into battle but, I, I can't do a color and impersonation i just have to like bash something and get all emo or something but uh <laughs> just just touching on you know the, the leia thing too because it is very effective and it's smart smart the way they did that a lot of people are now expecting leia's gonna die that's the one where i think more than anything it's you know just a tease to the audience uh People are expecting Carrie Fisher is going to be killed off. Let's show them a moment. And it's so funny how many people are actually buying into that being, oh, this is obviously the moment she dies. Yeah, because if Carrie Fisher is going to die, they're going to spoil it in the trailer (laughs) two months ahead of time. And on top of that, look at what I just said. His cut is unhealed in the beginning of this during that sequence. And then at the end of the trailer, it's healed. They've said for a long time now that Carrie Fisher has a much bigger role in this movie. Are we to believe that Carrie Fisher's role is going to be over in 15 minutes because Kylo Ren still has a fresh cut on his face? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and this is the thing. Like, I think we all kind of went into Force Awakens assuming someone major was going to die. Um, and they're not necessarily going to show poor old, spoiler alert, Han Solo uh, getting murdered in the trailer. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, I mean, again, they could be doing it completely to assume that we know that they're not going to show someone dying in the trailer, uh, <laughs> just to throw us off. Um, but I mean, I, I like the shot of Snoke, um, just oh, 
like it's, it's super close up and he, he doesn't like obviously the first in the force i keep saying the first one you know what i'm saying the, the force awakens where he's <laughs> the seventh one uh you know he's this big sort of towering um you know hologram he's made mm-hmm. to look massively huge but kind of this is the first time i think we we, we do we kind of get to see him as a non-hologram and he's kind of obviously not a giant monster guy is he i mean unless this is just very well, good editing i mean to me it looks like he's just normal sized old grandpa man i think i'm looking at the shot right now where ray's levitated and uh snoke's in the background there it almost sort of looks like if you were to look at a perspective that he is bigger, just not like the size he was in Force Awakens. I'm pretty sure that Ryan Johnson confirmed that Snoke's height's going to be somewhere around like seven to eight feet in this movie. Right. Meaning he will be a tall figure. He's not like 40 feet tall like the hologram was, but he's definitely going to be an imposing figure. And yeah, he looks fantastic. And just even his voice, um, I wasn't really the biggest Snoke fan in Force Awakens because it just sort of felt like the Emperor with a different look. And maybe that's partly because they did the whole hologram thing. I mean, there's a lot of things about Force Awakens. I remember us talking. We'll get into it when we get closer. But when we were all talking when the movie came out and say, where would you rank this among the Star Wars movies? And I think I had a lot higher two years ago than I would have it now. Um, mm. I don't think this movie ages as well just because of how much it's just replicating the past. And I think Last Jedi is going to change a lot of that where you're seeing, look what they're able to do with a little bit of creativity. And maybe it's just a little bit of Andy Serkis's performance or not seeing it just as a carbon copy of the emperor hologram but it just feels like such a different character this time and yet still fits that that mold of like the overlord of the galaxy you know and, and the voice just is incredible yeah. as all andy circus voices are i agree and like i mean i'm I, yeah exactly as you said kind of when we rated this and i i for one was never one straight out of the blocks who was like oh force awakens this is the best one since this and i want to put it up there like you know, I, I rated it as as number five out of the seven, and I'd probably still stand by that fact today. And it's, again, that's not me disliking The Force Awakens. I love The Force Awakens. I think it was great. I just don't think it is higher than number five out of the, the seven yeah. Star Wars films. And that's to say the quality of all the Star Wars films. And yes, I've yeah, ranked exactly. one of the prequels ahead of The Force Awakens. <laughs> And that's because and that's, the, Re- the Revenge of Sith is fucking fantastic. So. <laughs> it is, yeah. And, and this is where I think you know people can get an idea of where we're coming as for Star Wars fans. Because I've always said, when people ask what my favorite movie is, I don't say my favorite movie is Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back or Revenge of the Sith or anything. I'll just say st- the Star Wars series. Same. Because exactly in all honesty, going back to that comment I made about if New Hope, Empire, and Jedi had never existed... yeah. You know, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith would be the greatest trilogy of all time for me. So I, I will say that, you know, even though Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones or Force Awakens, I would consider lower movies, I would, if none of the other movies existed, they would probably still be my favorite movie of all time, just because the universe is so big and the universe is so incredible. And I, I'm with you there exactly. Like, people ask me mine too. Um, and, like, it's the same, like, with the James Bond. Like, people say, like, oh, what's your favorite? James Bond films. And, oh, which one? Like, all of them. Like, you know, that's kind of like, yeah. it's you know, you would probably separate Die Another Day from that, but, like, like seriously, like, <laughs> but, like, you, you're such a fan of the franchise. Clearly, we have a separate podcast. Download 007. But, like, it's, I mean, you love the franchise for what it is. And it's like, I love Jurassic Park, um, but I don't necessarily lump all of them together like I do with Star Wars. I mean, yeah. I, I like the sequels, but it's a whole other story. But, again, to me, the Jurassic Park universe is slightly different to James Bond and Star Wars. Anyway. But, you know, that's I completely agree with you there. That's, again, we always... Another debate, Star Wars, there's always going to be debates there. Can I just say, though, um, I mean, 
I I saw Adam Driver outside of Star Wars for the first time when I saw Logan Lucky. Uh, I, I really love this man. Like, he's such a great actor. Um, and, I mean, he reminds me so much of my brother-in-law, um, just in terms of the looks department and just his moods. Um, but His moodiness? Yeah. I mean, I love my brother-in-law, but I can't, I can't not deny that that's what he is. But, I mean, seriously, like, if you ever met my brother-in-law, you're going to be like, hey, Adam Driver. Um, so, uh, I just, yeah, I'm going to have a newfound respect for him having seen him in Logan Lucky, just because he's just, he's dead. Pan Southern charm that he has in Logan Lucky's fantastic. So, um, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, really kind of outside of the the Kylo Ren, the Snoke, the Leia stuff, I mean, obviously we've kind of got a bit of Finn. Finn doesn't really have a whole lot to do in this trailer. I mean, he's not in a sick no. bed like he was in the first one, so that's good. Uh, I mean, Poe gets more <laughs> than, than Finn. Uh, but we, you know, he gets fa- the line about, you know, the sparking the rebellion or whatever. We get, we get, um, we do get Finn with a lightsaber, though, obviously, with, with Phasma. Um, well, who, that's not... I mean, if, is it a if you look closely... Yeah, because I thought that the first, like, three times I watched this. And then when I when I got progressively closer to the TV, uh, <laughs> I started to notice it's it's uh, almost like... Um, you remember General Grievous? Or I think they even had the same weapons in Force Awakens. But, like, General Grievous's guards, they yeah, had, like, I'm looking these at it now. lightsaber things. Yeah, like, they're, like, sticks with sort of a yeah. lightsaber version on it. Yeah, I can see it there, what you're talking about. But, I mean... To me, a lot of this kind of looks like it's in the same sort of scene. Like, if you got, if you, if you kind of look at it, so you've got Finn here swinging in this weird stick thing towards Phasma, and then it's kind of like if you skip forward to, um, Ray and Kylo Ren when, you know, it's all like, I need someone to show me. If you look in the background of Kylo Ren, you can kind of see these, like, fireballs falling in the background and mm. smoke and all that sort of stuff. That's smoke, not Snoke. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, to me, kind of, this is all going to be happening in the same sort of scene. It's, it's kind of typical Star Wars, isn't it? You've, you've got, like, well, three battles going on all the once, sort of in the conclusions, you know, of the of the movie. And, and that's why when people were like, I remember when there was just, the trailer hadn't even come out yet, but some people had seen it and were sort of spoiling online, this is what we see in the trailers. They give away too much of this. But that's just clever editing. It's meant to tease you into the theater. And if you really watch this closely enough, like I said, all of Luke and Ray's scenes are on the same planet we see at the end of The Force Awakens. And you know they're not going to stay there forever. How are they going to stay there forever? There's nothing else there but Luke and a bunch of porgs. Um, (laughs) Unless the porgs are the real enemies of the galaxy. Um, But yeah, you you can even see the progression. There's the scenes where they're on a cliff and Rey's swinging a lightsaber. And then it seems to be that same cliff where she's like breaking the ground and Luke's scared. And then there's two library shots. And then there's a shot of... Luke swimming underwater, Ray swimming underwater, and then when they're having that conversation about, you know, this is not going to end the way you think, they're outside of water. I mean, these are a few scenes from the movie that they're editing together to make it seem bigger than it is. Yeah. And you see that with the Leia and Kylo Ren scene. Uh, You see that with the Snoke stuff at the end. And even Finn, there's a shot of, like, a whole bunch of – it looks like on the bridge of a Star Destroyer or something, a whole bunch of Imperial officer or First Order officers. And then there's another shot of Finn walking down – in an Imperial or First Order uniform, and then he's fighting Phasma in a First Order uniform. I mean, it, we're really not seeing that much, as much as you'd think. It feels like we're getting more than we did with The Force Awakens, but we're probably not, because Force Awakens showed us a lot of brief glimpses at little scenes. This is showing us a couple of extended looks at some minor scenes, and I think by the time this movie comes out, it's just going to be, wow, I, I had no idea we hadn't seen this yet. I mean, proof of that is, where's Laura Dern in this trailer? Where's Benicio Del Toro? 
where are all these other new characters that are appearing on the poster? We don't see them because they're not showing us as much as we think. Where's Prince William and Prince Harry? Um, Where's you... Tom Hardy, Stormtrooper? Did you did you fucking know this? I was just reading this for the first time. Prince William and Prince Harry will make cameo appearances as Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Like, like what? <laughs> and can, can we just point out how over the years, like I'm a big George Lucas defender partly because I feel like some people take unnecessary shots at him. Like, what always bothered me for years was that George Lucas was always, you know, greedy and money hungry every time he released some new Star Wars product. And meanwhile, the guy had admitted he's never owned a new car in his life. He wears the same clothes he wore 20 years ago. He shares more with, like, the janitors in his company than most people do with producers. I mean, it's written about like that. But he was like, oh, he's so greedy. And I always would bring up the point, well, then how is Marvel or Disney different? They're a corporation and they're milking stuff just as much. Disney owns it and nobody cares how much they're milking this. And the exact same thing applies even to with um, like the, the cameos in the movie. Because now all of a sudden it's like Daniel Craig had a cameo. Prince William and Prince Harry have a cameo. Do you remember when Attack of the Clones came out and it was confirmed that NSYNC had shot cameos? Mm, and everybody's like... Yeah, and it became this big controversy. George Lucas is ruining Star Wars. We're going to have NSYNC doing a dance number. It's like, no, what it ended up being was they were background characters as Jedi because they needed about 500 Jedi to be fighting at the end of the movie. Yeah. But, but oh, George Lucas does it. He's an idiot. If Disney does it, this is brilliant. Prince William, Prince Harry. That to me, like, the thing that baffles me about that is that we didn't know Daniel Craig was in The Force Awakens until after it was the fact, right? Like, yeah. that wasn't, like, a pre-thing, like, keep an eye out for Daniel Craig. This time around, what are we going to be doing watching this movie? That one's Tom Hardy. That one's Prince William. Yeah. That one's <laughs> Prince Harry. Like, I mean, it's going to distract from the movie. Like, I mean... Uh, is, Gary Barlow from Take That is in this. <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt has a voice cameo in this film. Um, oh God, like seriously, um, <laughs> you mentioned George Lucas, just so funny, there was a, I, I don't know how many years ago it was, I think it was maybe only like a year or two ago, he was in, George Lucas was in Adelaide for, I don't know, like he was there for a convention or something, like, I don't actually think he was there for something that public, he was there maybe for doing some things, something, uh, whatever he was, he was in Australia, he was in Adelaide, which is, you know, I guess our, uh, fifth biggest capital city, we're only smaller than Adelaide. Um, out of the major oh. ones. Anyway, so there was this shot of him, like he was just in a like a shopping centre, a food court. He was just sitting there reading a newspaper, drinking a can of Coke. Uh, and it was just like, this is just in a suburban shopping centre. He's just like, yeah. Google George Lucas Adelaide. It just went viral. Because it's like, why is George Lucas just sitting in a shopping centre food court, just uh, eating lunch? <laughs> like, yeah, like, somebody went up to him and was like, are you George Lucas? And like, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. If you actually really do your research on the guy, I mean, he's like the coolest guy ever just in that he's totally socially awkward. Yeah. He's extremely humble. He's not greedy at all. I mean, when when people are like, oh, he has so much money. It's like, well, his company has so much money. But when all of these movies came out, he would cut like checks to everybody involved, including, as I said, the janitors or assistants. And they would get royalties off of this movie that usually reserve only for like talent and producers. He shares it with everybody. I mean, I think, who was it? Um, somebody said, it was probably Anthony Daniels, talked about, you know, the first day of filming on The Phantom Menace. He goes, yeah, George Lucas is over there in the chair. I think he was wearing the same T-shirt 20 years ago when we filmed Star Wars. <laughs> he I just, mean, to me, that's a cool guy. Yeah, he just seems like, just 
you know, the most normal guy yet. He's probably worth like more than we'll ever see in our lives. <laughs> but and when what did he do when all this? Oh, George, and this is a totally different topic. This is a George Lucas appreciation podcast. But <laughs> you know, he was so greedy, he was so money hungry. So he sells his company for four billion dollars and donates every single penny of it to educational charities. Oh, what, what an a asshole! Greedy- Fuck you, George Lucas. Um, Meanwhile, he's sitting in a shopping mall reading a newspaper, drinking a coffee. He doesn't so, even have people do that for him anymore. It's so funny because it's like it's not even like it's Sydney or Melbourne. He's in fucking Adelaide. Like I mean, it's like him being in Regina, Saskatchewan. It, it, seriously, it would be. It really would be. Like it's just the most unusual capital city for him to be in. Um, like oh my god. Um, the one thing that I, like, I had a random appreciation, and this is going to be, you're just laughing at me because you're laughing at me with everything, is uh, when he made a random um, cameo appearance in the OC, when he was kind of basically, oh, a, he? he was like in the storyline, because like Summer kind of, uh, Seth had the opportunity to go to the prom with Summer, but at the same night, it was him having to have a meeting with George Lucas, so it was kind of like, oh no, what do I do? Do I go to the prom or do I meet George Lucas? Um, and it's like all around. They were writing a comic book and all this sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, George Lucas had a random cameo in the OC. I can see why he's a director and not an actor. Let's just point that yeah. out. <laughs> uh, not a very good actor, George should... Lucas, but. <laughs> yeah, we should probably talk about Last Jedi, though. <laughs> so back to The Last Jedi. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, any, like, kind of just, if you go through, like, as you were saying, like, with all the kind of scenes and in, in sort of. They're all pretty much in the same locations. Like, there's this planet that we keep seeing has kind of got, like, the red rocks or yeah. something like on it so like there's a if you actually skip through them like the the bit where they're sort of overshot overhead shot of kylo ran with the, the guards behind you can see the red rocks on the ground even with the imperial walkers you can see the red the smoke mm-hmm. on the ground there's the millennium falcon like flying through with the uh you know the tie fighters behind and just everything along those lines so obviously that's a key setting uh, you know the battle in space if all the shots we see of that look like they're all from the same battle even with leia sort of standing on the bridge of that the 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 craft like all looks like the same and like I don't I'm I'm sure you're like me as well like if you watch a movie after having seen the trailers I always like to go back and watch the trailer after I've watched the movie just to kind oh, of yeah. see like oh yeah that was in the trailer yep 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 I don't know, I'm weird that way as soon as I watch a movie mm-hmm. like basically the things that I always do after watching a movie is I watch the trailer again if there's an honest trailer for it and if there's an everything wrong with I just like kind of having that kind of like complete little package there to see if there's anything there that you miss but um. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think kind of the thing with the, the Force Awakens trailers is a lot of those were done, obviously, for nostalgia purposes because, you know, this is the, the new trilogy where we're wanting to see the return of all these beloved characters that we love. But this time around, it's kind of... we don't The nostalgia factor's not necessarily there. It's more about the characters that we kind of were introduced to in The Force Awakens, you know, Rey and Finn and Poe and all those sort of people. Kylo Ren. Yeah, not Poe. Fuck Poe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> This all of a sudden became the Hate Poe episode. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, like, as you said, like, we're not... Like, who are the new characters beha- besides the Porg? Like, there's there's none. We yeah, don't we, see we Laura. We see them Dern. on the poster. Yeah. So... There's one on the poster. Did we see them? Did we see any new characters, though, in... Well, I guess we saw Ray and Finn, but, like... <laughs> everyone in The Force Awakens, essentially. But you know what I mean. Like, not... We don't see any, basically, yeah. in these trailers. Yeah, I, I mean... The confirmed characters we have, like for new ones this time, is there's the Laura Dern character, uh, there's the um, uh, Benicio del Toro character, which was talked about a lot when this movie came out, almost as if he was going to be the main villain of the movie, and we really see nothing of him after that. Uh, and then there's 
a couple of new characters that have been, you know, teased and one is on the poster. And I, again, normally I'm the type who I'll, I'll know, I'll not know all the spoilers, but I'll know all the characters and have all the action figures before it comes out. And I'm really trying to avoid that this time around. But there's one character, and as you said, the droid on the poster. These are obviously going to, well, I was going to say they're going to be major characters, but then again, Phasma <laughs> had a prominent place on the Force Awakens poster. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, we're not seeing a lot of this. And I like that because I feel like we're going to have some surprises. And even though the Force Awakens, we knew nothing as far as the story goes because the trailers gave nothing away, it was easy enough to piece certain things together by the title of The Force Awakens and by knowing things that, okay, well, Finn is going to be an Imperial officer and Rey is a scavenger. And you can kind of just form in your head how the story was going to you know, uh, come together. Kylo Ren was the one big surprise in there. Well, who is Kylo Ren? Oh, big surprise. He's, you know, Han's son, uh, Leia's son. Um, and Han and Leia are both their fathers, right? They had sex. <laughs> yes. No, people don't have sex in Star Wars. Now, sex uh, is when people... Uh, no. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but with this one, we're seeing more on screen, but yet we know less about the story. And that's why I'm so excited about this movie. We're not sitting here right now speculating. Most people are speculating, will Rey turn to the dark side? Will Kylo Ren kill Leia? Because the teaser's teasing us that. And I'm saying those are probably the two least likely things to happen just because of the way they're promoting this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any way we can predict what's going to happen in this movie other than at some point a Porg and Chewie are going to have a yell off. And that's all we know. <laughs> 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 I, I can't wait to the uh, the post uh, when this is eventually released on like you know Blu-ray and all that sort of stuff when people are overdubbing it like when they've got kind of gone and given subtitles oh, yeah. for R2D2 um, yeah. like yeah um, one thing I want to say as well which I mean look it's it's no surprise that you want to talk about it Star Wars movie it's always going to be epic the music uh, John Williams just oh, 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 oh goosebump inducing that was my weird porks sounding orgasm noise i don't know what that was but like i mean one thing i'll say like you know i make my stupid little brink unleashed films no one watches them except me because i'm i'm an idiot but like i i enjoy making the trailers and often whenever i base a trailer off another movie you know these new star wars films are generally my go-to because the music's awesome and just the editing style is fantastic and just ah, oh, the music in this trailer again just can i just say i'm looking forward to the soundtrack of this film as we would be anyway but it's awesome and I don't know if this even occurred to you, but every Star Wars movie you've had up until now has reused music from past movies. And this uh, this music here has never been appeared in a Star Wars movie before. It's I don't know if it's going to appear in the Last Jedi soundtrack or if this is just a, an original piece that was written for the trailer. But this is the first time we've seen a Star Wars movie promoted with new music. And this music is incredible. Like, if this is part of the score, I love it. I wish I could just download it now, like a full version of it. But yeah, I mean, we may be listening right now to the first piece of John Williams' Last Jedi score. And if this is the case, I say this music already blows away everything in The Force Awakens. Because Force Awakens' soundtrack was really lackluster compared to pretty much all the Star Wars ones prior to that. Well, I can say straight away, I've gone to YouTube and I haven't tested this. I mean, it's probably one of these ones where they've like tried to remove the talking from it and it always fails. But if you go to YouTube and type in Last Jedi trailer music full version, I mean, there's a bunch there. 
But um, again, I it's that's the thing as a trailer maker myself. It's it's hard to get an actual version of the the trailer music that isn't just somebody trying to use fancy editing skills <laughs> to remove the audio of the voice. Because yeah, you can do it to a certain level by like you know playing with the levels and the, mm-hmm. the sort of the, the the peaks and all that of the of the audio, but you cannot remove it completely because you can still at sort some of hear point. It. Yeah, at some point in the background, you're going to hear, fulfill your destiny. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that you can hear that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, everything's perfect until you hear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, Uh, I mean, look, I don't know if I've overlooked something here that you're screaming at your microphone. Ben, you haven't talked about this. Do you you have anything else really to to add moving forward here uh, on this trailer action? Because really, it's probably not going to have a... Uh, a chance to talk about this. I mean, we might sort of do similar to what we did with Spider-Man Homecoming and what I guess we're probably going to do maybe with uh, DC as well, maybe sort of a a general wrap-up episode of what we've done for the months before we get to uh, The Last Jedi. But, I mean, until we sort of work out if we're doing that or not, might be the sort of last opportunity we get to say anything before this comes out. So, I mean, do you have anything else to add on the the trailer or anything else to add on sort of what we're we're looking forward to here? Because we are now... Uh, pretty much two months away from this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, almost to the day, uh, I guess. Well, for you, it is two months to the day. Uh, I was just wondering whether you'd gotten your tickets yet. Not yet. I actually... Yeah, I, well, I, I, I'm going to wait for Noah. Uh, I'm gonna, I actually... <laughs> he's my only friend, Colin. I, I did have this conversation with him recently about, do you want to go see the midnight screening again? He's like, oh, yeah? So I'm going to work that. Because last time we left it a little bit late, so we got to the 12.30 session rather than the midnight session. So we were half yeah. an hour behind and- Australia. I mean, I miss midnight shows. We don't have that here anymore because they realize they can make so much more money by just doing like 7 p.m. shows so they could get the kids in there. But I always thought there was something cool about the midnight shows. Uh, We do have it like the day before. I guess the technical release date is the 15th and it's opening 7 p.m. on the 14th. Uh, the tickets went on sale about an hour before the trailer came out. And there had been all these rumors of, you know, it's going to be crashing the sites. You know, the theater sites are going to be crashing and everything. You're not going to be able to get tickets. So I was just ready for it and I got mine. They're doing some cool events, which I'm not going to because I didn't want to spend all my money. Uh, one is where you could watch them back to back, Force Awakens and this. The other one, which uh, they're promoting, is like a fan event, which is like basically twice the price. I mean, you're paying like $35, $40. And it would get you, like, into the first showing of the movie. It's about an hour earlier than it opens everywhere else. And you get, like, a whole bunch of collector's things. But sadly, I mean, I would have done that for myself. But I'm going with my wife, my brother, and four nephews. So You sound so uh, thrilled. You just sound so excited for that. (laughs) Well, I'm just... I am excited. I mean, it's fun to be able to see it. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen... I've seen Star Wars movies myself, you know, when I was going the 13th or 14th time. But (laughs) for opening night, you know, I always go with people. Uh, But it's just... (sighs) You can't expect a 10-year-old to pay $35 to see Last Jedi. But I will be there opening night still. I've already got my tickets. I've just looked here online. Uh, so looking, I mean, we have three cinemas in my city. Uh, we have Hobart and downtown, uh, one in Glenorchy, which is the closest to me, and there's one on the Eastern Shore. Uh, but just looking, I remember last time they didn't do a midnight screening until the very last minute in Glenorchy. But according to this, there's a 12.01 a.m. session uh, that is fine. Obviously, they've got enough tickets. But if I go to the Hobart Cinema, this is advertising for our Hobart listeners out there. Uh, so the 12.01 a.m. gold class, which is like the fancy class, almost full. The 12.01 a.m., uh, just the normal one, almost full. There's a 12.15 a.m. gold, almost full. 
Uh, it's like you get, you've got 12.01 a.m., 12.15 a.m., 12.20 a.m., 12.30 a.m., then there's a 3 a.m. Uh, so Better um, get on it. Yeah, a lot of these are nearly full. So I'm going to talk to Noah. I'd rather go to Glenorchy. It's closer to me. He lives in Snug. Who gives a shit? Everything's far away from him. Um, but, yeah, and, like, again, kind of, obviously what we're going to be doing for Star Wars Month is uh, we're not going through the original episodes. We're going to save that uh, until episode nine. Nine. So basically, we're going to have a busy two months, aren't we? Because by then, we'll have, obviously, the Han Solo movie we can do. Uh, we'll have The Last Jedi and, of course, Rogue One. So we're going to have basically, what, ten films to cover uh, in the mm-hmm. lead-up to Episode Nine. But what we're doing for uh, this is we're going to be going over uh, the two Ewok movies, uh, the Christmas special, and yes. the oh, um, the Clone Wars animated movie. Animated. And yeah. I'm saying this right now. And maybe this is a shameful thing as a Star Wars fan. I've never seen any of them. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> I've got them all. I've, I've gone out and got them all. So I, I'm ready to go yeah. for it. But I will say, and I'm sure you're probably going to do the same, Colin. I will be planning on watching all uh, seven and oh, yeah. Rogue One. So all eight films I've... in order in the lead up to The Last Jedi. I mean, right now we're so busy watching like the DC movies and... Uh, other things we have coming up that I haven't been able to start yet, but I've basically been listening to all the Star Wars soundtracks in the car for the last couple of weeks. And I think I was just listening to Return of the Jedi and, you know, the Ewok theme came up and I was already telling Jamie, I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to find ways to fit in the Ewoks movies and all that. And I'm like, and of course I'm going to watch all seven episodes and I've already timed it out. I said, expect around December 1st, we're going to start it. <laughs> and if we finish about half a movie a day before bed, you know, I, I've got big plans to watch all these. I mean, I, I've seen these movies so many times I don't have to rewatch it, yeah, but you exactly. want to rewatch it. And oh, of course. I also I'm excited about being able to watch uh, not just the episodes in order, which I've done before, but for the first time ever being able to watch Rogue One, you know, following Revenge of the Sith and leading into A New Hope. Because as soon as Rogue One ended, the only thought I had was I want to watch the next 10 minutes of the story 10 minutes from now. Like I, I literally want to watch them back to back. And I've never had a chance to do that because every time I've watched Rogue One since then, it's just been, oh, I got some time. Let me watch Rogue One. But yeah, it's going to be fun watching like all the Ewoks movies and everything. And of course, Last Jedi, when it comes out, that'll be all right, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, yeah, I'm the same. I haven't done the whole Rogue One thing. But yeah, I mean, completely did that through uh, uh, before Force Awakens. And um, yeah, obviously planning to do this straight away again. As you said, seen them so many times. Don't need to watch them again. But it's Star Wars, all right? You have to yep. watch them because if you don't watch them at least once a year, you're an idiot. Uh, but <laughs> well, this is the end of our episode. You're not an idiot because you made it this far. We're obviously, as I said, looking forward to continuing to do some more exciting Star Wars stuff. Uh, our Star Wars month will begin basically after our DC month um, finishes. So the time of recording this uh, today, you would be getting not only this uh, this trailer reaction episode, you'll be getting the Man of Steel episode. So essentially over the next four weeks, you're going to be getting Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad wonder woman then we'll do a preview episode i believe just in before we do a justice league review episode and then straight after that we're into star wars month what are we starting with colin are we doing these in a specific order i mean i, I think you're the one to yeah. to tell me about this well i mean there's two things do we go chronologically or do we go with the most hilarious one first which is the holiday special and i think because this will be it, it bridges both Thanksgiving and Christmas. I think we have to start with the holiday special. Right. Well, lock up your daughters and your sons, folks, because uh, we are doing what the, arguably the most hated thing in the Star Wars canon, besides Jar Jar Binks, the holiday special. Uh, is it canon or am I just like 
going out of my way here to oversell this. Um, <laughs> Never you can it. twist it around if you can. And... Okay, I'm scared. Uh, but stay tuned. Uh, let us know what you think of the Force uh, the Force Awakens trailer. Well, you can. Maybe you've just seen the Force Awakens trailer <laughs> for the first time and haven't seen the Force Awakens yet. Two years behind, fair enough. You're probably living in New Zealand. Hello to all our New Zealand listeners. But also, let us know what you think of the last Jedi trailer. Uh, find us on social media. Search of the Oz Network. You can also find us on Twitter or on Instagram. And, of course, YouTube as well. And while you're there, um, head over to our iTunes page subscribe, comment, like us, Spotify, Stitcher. You know the drill. That's where we are. Uh, But we're looking forward to it. It's getting exciting. Exciting time, not only for a Star Wars fan, but for movie fans in general. Uh, My name is Ben, and... um... (laughs) And my name is Colin, and... (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.